Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And we are back because Supergirl is back. And of course, we're going to recap episode nine of season two. This one was titled Supergirl Lives and it was directed by Kevin Smith. So we usually start off with Kim's rating of the episode. It was crap. <laughs> we don't even get an eh? No. <laughs> I'm like, really? I waited how many months for this to come back on and this is what you give me? Yeah. No. I think Kevin Smith needs to lay off the pot a little bit. Not, not even that. Yeah, I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. It was, I don't know it was who crap. wrote the story for it because he directed it. I don't yeah, know that he exactly. wrote the story Whoever for it. Whoever wrote it. His directing was fine. The, well, that was fine. I mean... But I mean, as a director, wouldn't you have some say on the story, too, and be like, um, this is crap. Why don't we change this up a bit, people? So I think you've got an understanding of how we feel about this episode. Let's uh, let's run it down and we can get a little bit more in depth than, than this that. is crap. Then this is crap. Yeah. So we start the episode with a van speeding down the road. Supergirl's chasing the van and some jewel thieves. And Jewel Thieves with rocket launchers. Yeah, that's pretty advanced. Which is, yeah, pretty advanced. Not something you expect normally, but in a city with Supergirl, I suppose that's... You gotta take precautions. Yeah, you gotta take precautions and that's reasonable. But then they shoot one at her and it hits her. Yeah, it just... I am like, <laughs> what? I mean... She can't dodge a rocket launcher? <sighs> yeah, so that was pretty dumb. Uh, and then she recovers from the rocket launch blast and decides she's had enough, and she laser-eyes the van and blows it up. And then she lands, and there's only one dude in the van when there initially had been, like, it was three or four guys in yeah. the van otherwise. I think it was four. Maybe We'll say four. That sounds yeah. great. And we cut from there to the Guardian cleaning up the dude to escape from the van. And, no, I, I can't decide if this annoyed me or not, because I realized... That comic books, graphic novels, whatever, have cheese in them. And the Guardian's like, end of the line. <laughs> he didn't laugh. But in my head, I mean, that's how I heard it. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll let that go. The trick is balancing the cheese. Yeah. And, and like, I think that one was okay because, it. I mean, it was clearly super cheesy, right? But it was... I think I just have a problem with Guardian, so <laughs> I, I think it was just that. And so I'm going to say I liked it, even though, because I know I have a problem with Guardian, so that was fine. Yeah. The the the, the reason I can see it being okay is Jimmy clearly likes being the Guardian. Mm -hmm. and, and he shows it later on, which yeah, is good. That's yeah. why I'm liking him a bit more. And if he continues, that's great. Yeah. he He's trying to be a superhero. So you can see somebody trying to be a superhero and doing this, saying cheesy stuff like that. You know, and, and Shtick has been a part of different Forever. superheroes sort of, you know, um, <clears throat> pathos for a long, long time. I mean, Spider-Man is really classic for that with the zingers and all that kind of thing. So, so in that case, I'm okay with it. I agree with you. I didn't mind that line. But there were some lines in this episode that were like, like, head-smashingly bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, at any rate, the Guardian gives his end-of-the-line sort of menace thing, and then they fight. And I will say his shield that he popped out yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I really that. dug the shield, too. I thought that mm -hmm. was neat. But then what I didn't really get was Jimmy's, like, handily taking care of everybody, but he just lets one dude run off. Like... Like, he just, he doesn't even... He doesn't even attempt to go after Yeah, him. it's just like, like okay. okay, that guy's running off, but whatever. we needed that for the next scene. <laughs> yeah, because Guardian radios to, to win, and he's like, there's a guy coming your way, and you gotta do something about it. And Win's like, what am I to do? Yeah. And then he opens the door, and it's funny, and it's amusing, and... And he I, clotheslines the guy with yeah. the door, yeah. And and you're right, and, and initially it's cool because, you know, Win's like, yeah, and, you know, he's all hyped up because he got the guy, but then guy number four shows up, and he puts a gun to Win's head, and Win, I mean, he doesn't actually do this, He beats he, him up a little, too. He gets a couple punches in first. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, but Win, like, essentially... He cowers. Yeah, he, he's scared. He's which scared. I would be, too. When somebody puts a gun in your face. Yes. And then Guardian saves him. So we go from that to the DEO, and Supergirl is complaining to Alex about the Guardian. Uh, she doesn't like that he's, like, out there cleaning up her messes. But she doesn't say it that way. Basically, she feels like, you know, 
She can take care of it all, so he doesn't need to be out there. Right, right. And she's annoyed by the Guardian, and she, you know, she doesn't... The Botox line was funny. The Botox line was funny, yeah, because what what's going on here is is Alex is, you know, saying what's wrong, and Supergirl's like, nothing's wrong, and Alex is like, uh, yeah, crinkle, because she's got this forehead crinkle going on. And uh, and Supergirl had a pretty cute line. It was funny. This and this is this is one of those lines that I think was it worked really well. And it's a little cheesy, but it actually like it was perfect because it's the kind of thing like a sister would say to another sister, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. And it's uh, she says, "I'm going to get Botox for that if you can figure out a way to get a needle in this skin." But I was kind of annoyed with that scene in general because Supergirl was just being whiny. She was, you know, I, yeah, it's yeah. This, no. <laughs> okay, we've had so many different series that we watch that we end up hating, or not hating, but just not liking the main character because they turn into a whiny little yeah. whiny whiny. Yeah, and and it's fine for a main character to, to... I mean, the main character has to have challenges. They have to have emotional ups and downs and all those sorts of things. That's to be expected. What's what what's annoying is when they are just like petulant and whiny all the all of the time and annoying. Wasn't I, mean, I complaining about um uh I was going to say gun. He's not gun. Um Jimmy like earlier this season wasn't I complaining about him being crabby all the time yeah you were you so were. now like jimmy's all happy and he's found his groove so now supergirl was all crabby right so i mean if they continue this okay one episode whatever that's fine but if, she can be whiny for an episode yeah, yeah I and agree even with that. every so often you know that's fine but it, she better not become like con- that was one of the problems we had with buffy getting on into the later seasons buffy was just basically like poor me mm-hmm. a, a lot of the time and that got really old really fast um, but the other there was thing, a part, let's go back to Buffy really quick. Okay. We didn't like Dawn either, but there was a part where I liked, like, as the seasons progressed, I liked Dawn more than I liked Buffy. So, I mean, that, that says <laughs> a lot right there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But w- what I, and this ties to, to what goes in later on, but I particularly didn't care for the way she was being whiny about, she was essentially saying, you know, Cleaning up jewel thieves and stopping petty crime. It's so easy, so why am I even doing it? It it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like that was beneath her almost, Mm -hmm. and she wanted something bigger and better to deal with. And and that really, I mean, that annoyed me when she initially said it, but it annoyed me even later on in the the episode um, in a situation where she's talking to Mon-El, and we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. So anyway. So this was like the only part that I, that, after she was being cranky and whatever, um, when Alex is like giggling because um, Maggie is coming over and she's like, oh, love struck. And that part, that was like my favorite part of Mine the whole too. show. Mine too. And that happened like right at the beginning. So the rest of the show, I'm just like, well, uh, there was some other good stuff, uh, that, but that was one of my favorite yes. parts because Alex was clearly like, like giddy like they you were said. giggling they were and giggling it was adorable yeah and it was sisters giggling about the new girlfriend and, and that whole thing that was really cool and really cute so we cut from that to alex's apartment and i feel funny saying that because it's the title of a really terrible movie <laughs> horrible movie horrible movie don't ever watch don't it ever don't even watch it to see what we're talking about <laughs> it is so bad um and, it, and it's just a little vignette of alex and maggie in their relationship and it's early on and alex is acting like a completely love struck dumb struck she's a fool yeah she's a love fool and mm-hmm. it's cute and it's funny because she just wants to spend as much time as she can with Maggie. And I really like that scene as well. So that flowed nicely out of that scene in D.O. to this. But it set something else up later on that that also kind of frustrated me. And I'm not sure how I feel about it entirely yet. But that whole scene was basically just them being in their relationship mm-hmm. together. And I liked it. You yeah, know? it was nice. Yeah. Uh, she's like, let's call in sick. And she was going to say, I have black lung. And that made me laugh too. Yeah. I'm like, I want to use that next time I call in sick. <laughs> I can't come into that. I got the mm-hmm. black lung. And from there, we cut to Catco, and we are greeted with the elevator snapper. opening by Snapper. And I was like, yes, we're going to get some Snapper mm-hmm. in this episode. And, and he's crabby right away. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Crabby as heck. He wants his coffee and his Danish, which is the only thing that holds him to this mortal coil. <laughs> he's barely tethered. Mm hmm. And, and what was amusing about this scene was Supergirl and Jimmy were basically extending the Guardian um, 
Kara, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm calling her Supergirl all the time, but obviously she's not always in in Supergirl form. But here she's she's Kara, and she's story fighting with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. She's got the Supergirl jewel thief story, and Jimmy's got the Guardian jewel thief story. And, and Supergirl the- still doesn't know he's the Guardian, so right. it just makes it more amusing because she's like totally ripping on the Guardian, and Jimmy's like, well, you know, he's not that bad. He's kind of awesome. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, he's not. So that was... That was amusing. Okay, so I found a couple things amusing in this episode, but we'll continue. <laughs> what was all amusing about that was Snapper, because yes. he was basically like, get out of my face yes. and leave me alone. I don't care about your crappy stories. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but from here, we've got... And this, this didn't make... Plausible sense, sense to not me. Not at all. Right? This is where the story starts going to crap. Yeah, it starts to go south pretty quickly because this random woman walks up to Snapper and she says, I need your help. And she ends up talking to Snapper and Kara. And I'm and I'm first of all wondering, why is Kara even there? Yeah. Uh, but she's basically saying, my daughter is missing. I talked to the police and they don't care. I need your help. And Supergirl like takes the lead on this. And she's yeah. like, don't worry. We'll find your daughter. We'll get your story out. And Snapper's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yes. You, why did you tell her that? Now, clearly, he doesn't know she's Supergirl, yeah. right? But he, number one, I don't understand why he didn't put a cork in her mouth the minute she started talking in the meeting. Yeah, why was she even Why in was the she meeting? even there? Yeah. Um, but number two, he was doing, he was doing his job. And, and his job, you know, he was saying, well, missing girls aren't the story. And then he asks, has she ever run away before? And the mom doesn't answer, but you know that she has. Right, right. So from the newsroom's point of view, Snapper was right. But of course, mm-hmm. we're going to find out later on that Snapper was wrong and Supergirl was right to to do what she did and to want to take and run with this story. And it's like, I, I mean, I know Supergirl is super and she solves every crime that there ever is, but... Has she never watched a movie? You know, the police always tell you, don't say we're going to find your kid. Cause, right. You know, you can't, you can't, always, you can't promise that. It. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, after that, we cut to the bar, and Monel is now working at the bar. This is the alien bar. He's but tending bar. Yeah. Kara sits down at the stool and she wants a club soda. Club soda. And then Monel pops up and she's like, hey, you got a job here? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm digging it because they needed help. And so I'm working here. And Supergirl's still being whiny, and now she's... She said she's betwixt and between. Yeah. And I like that wording, and it made me think of something that Sabrina the Teenage teenage Witch would use in her wording. Um, so that made me smile, too, since Riverdale is going to be premiering on Thursday, so I'm very excited to watch this and see how dark and crazy it gets. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a... No, that's too much. I was gonna, maybe we should do a podcast for that too, but we have too many things going on. But I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll Probably see. not. But anyway. Yeah. anyway. So uh, what we find out is that Supergirl is actually at the bar to meet Maggie because she reached out to Maggie uh, about the missing person, missing person stuff. Uh, so after a little bit of talking with Monel, where Monel basically says, uh, you know, to Supergirl, Look, if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it. And he says it repeatedly through this entire episode yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And and what what they really make a point to do, and, and this, again, it's, Monel has not been consistent. And it's not that people are always consistent, but, you know, he's been moving towards becoming, I can't remember what his superhero name is going to be. But he's going to become a super, another cape. Uh, and we know that's going to happen, right? That's fine. But I feel like I feel like there's a... I, I can't decide if there's too much inconsistency with his character. Because, like, you'll have these story arcs in these episodes where at the end of the episode he, he he's making a heroic move. And Supergirl and him have a heart-to-heart, you know, and he comes to some sort of realization that whatever. But then you get this where he's, you know... Again, the Daxamite party boy sort of is the the look that they're giving us throughout the beginning of this episode where he is telling Supergirl basically to keep your nose out of it mm-hmm. and that, you know, you shouldn't you don't you don't need to go find the trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of bothered by that because I, I see that and I think, well, where's all the progress that he made before? Mm-hmm. It feels like they reset him every episode almost. So he can like be the funny guy or the, the party guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's 
Yeah. It's inconsistent. That's what I don't like about it. I don't I, I don't like that feeling of a reset every episode. But anyway, they have that little discussion. Alex uh, or Maggie gives Supergirl a thumb drive with all the missing person's information on it. And we switch to the DE. Oh, no, 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 no. Now we know um, that there's been a spike in missing persons. Yeah, because Maggie has that information. Yeah. And from there, we cut to some unknown place. Warehouse. Some rando doctor guy is walking with some rando dude talking about... And he's talking about blood tests. It's like, yeah. who goes into a warehouse to get your blood test results? I mean, would you not be like, oh, yeah. um, it's hey, a little weird here. what's going on here? Especially, and I mean... Especially in that city, you know? <laughs> right. Thinking, are you not like, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> I just, I, I, so, yeah. People are apparently really trusting of Fools. other people. Yeah. And, and what ends up happening is they're walking through and he's like, the blood results, the doctor, rando doctor guy says something along the lines, the blood results came back fine and we're ready for the next phase of things. And the guy seems to be excited. And so the, the doctor tells him, okay, just stand right there. And then he... Uh, pulls a sheet off of. Did we, no, we don't even see him pull a sheet off this time. It's oh later no, on. the he machine just was just there. Yeah, it yeah. just hits a button, and 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 what a, and a portal opens. And that's the thing too. If you see this giant machine, I mean, alien-looking machine. Doesn't it, he say like, is this like a new CT scan or MRI or yeah, something like that? Yeah. No. Just no. Yeah. Two guys walk up behind the rando dude who just got his blood tested, grab him, and take him through the portal, mm -hmm. and boom, he's gone. And From, then roulette. Yeah, and then Roulette walks in, mm -hmm. and I was I was happy to see Roulette. I like Roulette I like as a her. character. She's gorgeous. Loved mm -hmm. her dress. Mm -hmm. Not that that's the only thing going for her. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's kind of. I like her awesome. as a villain. I do too. I like her as a villain. Yeah, she's a sleek. I like my villain sleek. I don't like them just <laughs> crazy. Right, right. She's got her motivations are clear in that she's trying to serve herself. She wants right? money. Yeah, yeah she that's wants money. Up, she hey, Yeah, and she's trying to build her... Good for you. Exactly. If that's, if that's what you know, <laughs> know yourself. Yeah. To yourself be true. So from there we go to the DEO, and here now we've got Supergirl asking for help on the missing person's information from Wynn, who happens to be wearing a pair of sunglasses, mm -hmm. uh, and she takes them off, and we find out that he's got a giant black eye. And he tells her that he got mugged. Yeah, he got mugged. Uh, and uh, he, she's asking for help on the missing persons. Is there any commonalities in between these? And while he's looking this information up, um, Supergirl and Maggie are no, nerding Alex. out. Supergirl or and Alex. Alex, yeah, are, mm -hmm. are nerding out over the relationship again. Which again. slipped over. Yeah. And, oh, and it was so like happy. this little girl talk moment. It was adorable. That's been like the heart, the real heart of the episodes of the season of the season me. really yeah. yeah i mean the the whole maggie alex relationship has really been stealing the season in my opinion mm -hmm. uh and win comes back with like his information. almost instantly yeah <laughs> almost instantly <laughs> which i guess we gotta have because the show got it you know has to continue quickly right right this is this is a classic example of clicky clack on the machine i've got the information mm -hmm. after two seconds what he finds out i don't know how he finds this out because this this place is not like a hospital. Yeah, it's but, not connected to anything. Right. So how would he find this out? What he finds out is all of the missing persons had blood work or blood tests done before they went missing. Mm -hmm. That's a highly specific thing to have in common and to be able to find out in two seconds. Exactly. And plus, I mean, people have blood tests all the time. You know, I just... And then, like we said, this <laughs> this this place is not affiliated with any... It's not a hospital. It's not... We don't know what it is, yeah. but it's clear it's not like a, you know... A, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> so from here we go back to Catco, and this is a little weird, but Monel shows up. He's taking a day off from work. His and, second day of yeah. work at the bar. <laughs> Which was funny. Okay. But also again is sort of this reset of, you know, I'm the irresponsible party Daxamite, even mm -hmm. though I got this new job, I'm blowing it off after two days, yeah. right? So and there was no reason he was blowing it off. He just was. Yeah. You know, he just he didn't feel like going in. So yeah. hey. And he forces Supergirl to have lunch with him. And uh, she wants to go check out this whole blood work thing. And what we didn't find out, but apparently Wynn found out exactly where they had the blood work, which was a place called National City Clinical Research. And they walk in because they're going to go check it out. And mm -hmm. some the weird, the same weirdo doctor dude who... He looks really familiar. We've had to have seen him in other stuff. Yeah, we'll have to look it up on yeah. IMDb because I'm not sure where, but... Um, they they go in and they pretend they're coming in for um, 
you know, blood work. Mm-hmm. And then, they need to make some quick cash and get to Paris City. Yeah, which is which is a Monel thing. And that's where Monel can be funny because mm-hmm. the the learning the language and understanding the vernacular is is a way to insert some humor yes. with him versus just resetting him to party boy party boy mode all the and time. And I'd rather have more of that than party yeah, boy. Yeah, cuz cuz it was it was funny for him to say Paris City mm-hmm. and then she corrects him it's just Paris, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but they they're trying to, you know, plug this guy for information and uh and, and then they're like, "But we can't give our blood because <laughs> we're they didn't say religion." religion. But they're like, because of our gods, and then... No, she said, Supergirl said because of her religion, and then that's again where mon started kind of getting funny, because he was like, yeah, because of our many gods, or something yes. along those lines. And then he's like, no, I mean our god. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they sort of agree, okay, I guess you can take our blood. He yeah. says, he the guy says... He says, looks young and strapping, <laughs> and like, you're good to go. Give it the old college try, yeah, so, let's just so go you back. can go to Paris City, the yeah. guy says, yeah. So they're going back. That's where he pulls the the curtain or the the cloth off of the alien machine. And there was tons of time in between. This, I mean, obviously TV is different from real life, but there was tons of time in between. They could have escaped or Supergirl could have attacked him or something. Yeah, they just kind of stand there. The guys come out again. They're going to grab them and ostensibly throw them through the portal. We still have no idea what's on the other side of the portal, Mm -hmm. but they beat up the guys. And then they determined that, okay, the girl that they initially, that Supergirl initially set up to find Izzy, and apparently by deduction, all of the other missing people are on the other side of whatever that (laughs) portal thing is. And Mike is like, let's go. He's like, let's just leave. And, And she's like, no, you go back to headquarters and go get my sister. And then she goes through. Yeah. One of the amusing parts here was she starts pulling off her clothes to go into <laughs> Supergirl mode. And she's off camera. Uh-huh. And she's just tossing her clothes at Monel, who's funny. catching them. She's giving instructions all the while. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to her standing there looking all superhero-ish in her Supergirl outfit. And she goes through the portal and ends up on a planet with a red sun. Mm-hmm. Which means she has no powers. No powers. No powers. She starts to get in trouble pretty quickly, and uh, Monel comes through with after her mm-hmm. because she's getting beat up, and I don't know how he can tell because you can't he see didn't. the portal. I don't think he knew. I think he just decided, decided to be heroic to go after her. Okay, he had a conscious moment and uh, did it. So that was his "I'm going to be a good guy" moment. Exactly the yeah. the beginning of it. Maybe yes, the beginning. Yes, and he comes through. He saves Supergirl from this particular fight by clocking the alien and knocking mm-hmm. him out. Uh, and then the portal shuts, and they're trapped. And he's like, "Who's going to help us now?" Mm-hmm. And um, they argue about being stuck on this planet. And this is again where Monel just reverts right back to the you know I don't want to be a hero guy because Supergirl's talking about. What they determine is that they are on a planet called um, Maldoria, and that it's sla- it's called Slaver's Moon, and the Daxamites and other slave-owning peoples and aliens buy slaves from Slaver's Moon. This is like the heart of the sl- intergalactic slave trade. So uh, they're they they're on this planet and. <laughs> He doesn't want to go to Murder Castle. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to Murder Castle, but she's going to go and she wants to help. And so she starts walking and he decides to follow her, but he's resistant the whole time. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to the DEO. And... Uh, Wins in the locker room. Yeah, Wins in the locker room. He's scared. He's clearly scared to go back out on mm-hmm. the streets. Jimmy comes to be like, hey, I got a 1037. Want to come out? And and Wins like, I'm, you know, No! Just go away. He's like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, when your life is threatened, I think, you know, that's probably yeah, that's a allowed. reasonable response. Totally. Um, he's wins also upset because he feels like Jimmy was just trying to come to get him to go out and didn't really care about what happened to him mm-hmm. when he got hit and when he got threatened and, and that sort of thing. And so in addition to being scared, Wynn is probably feeling a little bit neglected, mm-hmm. which whatever. Like, suck uh, it up. Yeah. And then Alex comes looking for <laughs> Supergirl. And uh, they just said that she's on a missing persons case. And then yeah. um, Alex asked just to text the information to her. Right. So from <laughs> that, you know, that was a short scene. Yep. We get back to the alien planet and they're just walking. And for a second, I was like, is this Lord of the Rings all over again? <laughs> no. But no. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't walk for three movies. They walked for about <sighs> 30 seconds. 
And then Monel got stuck in a trap. Before that, though, he had a line. And once again, this just shows his. I'm well. This wasn't okay. Anyway, um, he's like, "On Earth, they rate everything, and I give this planet a one." Yeah, a one star. One star. That was funny. That was I, funny. I thought that was a good line too. Um, he could, and and it looked like a bear trap, but it wasn't a bear trap in the sense that it had like jaws that would come up and clamp on your leg and and eat into it. Mm-hmm. But it was essentially like a foot. I don't understand how he stepped into this thing. Because oh, it's like this big metal thing on the ground. I guess. You, you, you know. You'd think you'd hit your toe on it first. Because, I mean, how would you step over it? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he steps into this trap. And now he's stuck. And he says, this planet sucks. Mm-hmm. And I put Mike as the new comic relief. <laughs> which he is. Mm-hmm. Which I, I will take. Although I like Wynn as the comic relief. Yeah. And from there, we cut to National City Research. And the team is there. And Hank recognizes that this is a transmitter portal. And the only way I can figure that they knew to go there was Wynn's computer magic from before because Supergirl knew to go oh, there for the blood work. So he figured it. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. So they're there. And, and Wynn, then Wynn gets all excited. He's like, yeah. oh my God, it's a Stargate. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was. And they find Supergirl's clothes lying on the ground. So they realize, okay, she's through the portal. And we cut back to the planet again, this alien planet, Slaver's Moon. And, uh, Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe, the Joe, alien, Joe, the alien, <laughs> Joe, the alien, because why not is talking to Supergirl and Monel. He can speak English. He says, I dissected a human once learned your tongue hideous pink thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he explains that, you know, the people, the, the carbon forms, because we are carbon, carbon based forms. life forms mm-hmm. are being sold into slavery. And this is where we actually explicitly learn that this is Meldoria, uh, slaver's moon. Although, uh, Monel said something about it a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. and um, Supergirl and Monel, Supergirl driving this. Monel doesn't want to do it, but he wants to leave again. He's yeah, like, he wants to leave go. again. Yeah, he's resistant, but she wants to go and she wants to try to save these people. And part of the whole time too, you know, is the fact that they don't have any powers here, and so Monel is pointing this out. Uh, but to get in. They just literally walk up to the door and surrender. Yeah, they just walk right up to the murder murder castle, and there they are. And they get taken to the holding cell where all of the other carbon forms are, including Izzy. And another uh, uh, nice line from Monel: "At least we got them right where we want them." Mm-hmm. And here too, it's like they just stood there forever before it opened. I mean, there was wasn't there only the two humans there, Roulette and the Doctor. I don't think there was any aliens there. I think they wanted to just get put in the cell with them, though. Yeah. I don't really know why, but I mean, I guess it makes a certain amount of sense because they didn't have a plan. Yeah, okay. So okay. anyway, they get put in the cell. Roulette walks out and, uh, and yay, Roulette. We like Roulette. And she says something about, um, you know, we got to keep meeting this way. We have to stop meeting this <laughs> way. Yeah, we have to stop meeting like this to Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And here we go back to the DEO. And... Wynn is going to do his computer wizardry, and he tracks the matter signature from this Stargate uh, to Maldoria. Now, how? 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 Right, that's what I want to know. How? Alien tech, and he can just understand it enough immediately to be able to, I mean, yeah, these are the kinds of things that you can just suspend your disbelief on, and that's fine. I mean, these are the tropes of these, these genres, but so often these things stick out to me, and, and I feel like... Yeah, I feel like, you know, these are problems the whole genre needs to somehow address. This isn't Supergirl specifically, Mm -hmm. but it's it's just like the CSI trope of zooming in (laughs) on, you know, the terrible, terrible security footage and being able to say, oh, enhance and see the reflection of a license plate in somebody's eyeball. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that kind of thing is clearly impossible. and, And. and to me, it's too easy and it's too much of a trope to just keep going back to the computer and banging a few keys and getting the answer that you need to move the story forward. Um, it's too convenient. Yeah. Regardless of that, uh, they know. And and this really bugged me. Hmm. Because... Uh, oh, when Martian Manhunter yeah, said he couldn't go? Yeah, so they realize like, where they are. They're on Meldoria. And Wynn says, that's all right. We got the Martian Manhunter here. And he, like, smacks Hank on the shoulder and he's like... You could just go get him. And and Hank says, I can't go there. 
I can't breathe their atmosphere. It's got some sort of toxin. And and I'm immediately thinking, okay, you can like a tap on suit? a keyboard a few <laughs> times and you can find out all this information. When built the guardian suit, mm -hmm. you can't you you don't have an oxygen mask yeah. that you can wear? Yeah. A rebreather? Yeah. A suit? Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on. Yeah. But obviously they couldn't do that because it would be They'll do easy things, right? But they can't do those because that's too easy, right? This the, him being able to go wouldn't have fitted the story that they wanted to tell here, mm -hmm. uh, which, and we're gonna get to it. But the but the basic story is a Supergirl not needing to have her powers to be super, and B Monel coming to a realization that he wants to be a superhero, which is what we'll discuss a, a little bit later on. And if Martian Manhunter would have gone to this world to save them and to help them, it wouldn't have fit that story. Yeah, they want to realize that. The, these are the kinds of inconsistencies that are problematic in these stories and in this writing. And I don't know if this is on the writers and or on Kevin Smith as the director, but that was really dumb, and it really broke me out of the story, and yeah, I really didn't like it. Yeah, it just like sticks it. out too much. Yeah, sticks out way too much. The computer thing, fine, you can absorb that because they're at least consistent with that. <laughs> Although they shouldn't be. But they shouldn't be, yeah. but yeah. So and I, <clears throat> I just, I, and I wonder if it would be different if we were just watching it just to watch it. You know, if we weren't taking notes and stuff <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Because um, I know a lot of times I'll be watching CSI and I know it drives you crazy <laughs> like when they see the reflection off of an ornament off of a Christmas tree and I really don't care. You mm -hmm. know? So, I don't know. It might be. I mean, I... But I want better. I was more forgiving in the past of, of movies and TV in general and things and I still am forgiving, but... Life is too short to watch stuff that is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i guess you're right and like this season is i and this is something that i'm not sure i understand because i know there are no, a lot of people out there who think that this season of supergirl is better than the first season and i totally I disagree i don't i very much disagree yeah, yeah. and and no, I, I wish we would have done a podcast for last <laughs> season so we could go back and be like, see, no, this happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I do wonder about that sometimes if we're overly critical because we're watching it and we want to talk about it. But we've mentioned this before. I mean, you know, I love I love the character of Supergirl. I remember there was a, a it, it didn't last very long, but I remember there was a short Supergirl TV show, I think, back in the 80s. And I remember the Supergirl movie and I loved it. I loved the Superman Christopher Reeves movies when I was a kid. So it's not that I don't like this character or the stories they're trying to tell, but I just feel like some they're of dumbing the... it down way too much. Yeah, that was the problem. This is a little bit off topic, but that was the problem we had with the television show Leverage. Oh, we loved it. It, it at was first. such a good show at first. Like it was the first season, and it was stellar. Mm -hmm. It was a heist show on top of we it, love right? Heists. We love heist shows, okay? But. What they did is they, they took this show, which had a great premise. You have a bunch of criminals who decide that they're going to use their crime skills to help people and profit at the same time. Basically, they're not going to swindle just any old random people. They're going to swindle people who deserve to be swindled and help people while they're at it. Uh, great premise. Great capers. Plus Kristen... Christian Kane. Christian Kane, uh, yeah. And uh, was it Timothy Hutton? Yes. Yeah. I like him too. Yeah, like him too. Great oh, cast. What was her name? The Blonde? Uh, I can't she, remember. Her part. She her part was awesome. Perfect. Pepper was her character's name, wasn't it? No, it wasn't it? Pepper. Sorry no, Pepper P. was in Iron Man. But, oh, what? Well, something. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, season two, it was season two or three of the show. They totally dumbed it down. Like in the first season, you you you'd see them set everything up, and you'd see them execute, and they'd like show you in the end how they executed, so that you could like see what they did. But it was done in a way that was fun and exciting, and it was like, oh, that's how they did it. Mm -hmm. And then in season two or three, whenever they started this, like they'd show you the the way they did it fifty two times throughout the episode, or, like or else, the handoff, and and yeah, or else they they do whatever they do. And then two seconds later, a flashback to what they just did. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. So with if you would have taken all those flashbacks or showing what they just did out, the show would have went from like 42 minutes to like 20 minutes. Right. So it was ridiculous. What they ended up doing with leverage is they cut out story to fill in like these dumbing down bits and all these stupid mm -hmm. little two second ago flashbacks. Because I don't know if people were complaining or what, but I guess they felt they needed to go for a, a, a lower 
a lower brain level. I don't know. Was, oh. Anyway, that you know, that's the kind of. Th- I don't think they're doing that specific with thing with Supergirl here, but I don't. The writing has not been as strong this season. The stories have not been this strong. So anyway, all right. To get back to this recap, <laughs> sorry for that little bit of a tangent there, but this is this is a problem with the genre that that needs to be dealt with. You need to tell these stories in a way that doesn't compromise some sort of consistency, right? You can't have characters that are smart enough to bang a keyboard and figure these things out but then not think about wearing a freaking rebreather or atmosphere suit or something so that you can go save the people you care about yeah now the other thing that i was upset about in this scene was the way alex reacted yeah because maggie shows up and alex like just goes off on her yeah supergirl is, is supergirl is gone Alex is clearly concerned. She wants to f- get her her sister back, mm-hmm. and that's fine, yeah. right? You would expect a person to react like that, but she takes it out on Maggie. Yeah, and she's like, "Just go, just leave. I can't yeah. handle this." Like freaks out, mm-hmm. pushes her away, and and basically um, is it, it, she sort of brings the world down on her own self, as if to say, "I am not allowed to be happy." Yes. And and that I think is the 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 worst thing they've done in this whole Malix yes. situation. It's expected that you're going to have people in a new relationship have problems, have conflicts, have fights, have some strife, whatever. That's fine, but I don't I don't like the way they handled it with this particular bit because I think that that was a terrible reaction from Alex. That's mm-hmm. the first time she's ever reacted like that. Mm-hmm. She's always shown concern for Kara, but never this violently in this um you know she blamed herself for it which was i didn't agree with no anyway um now that we're gonna go find and and try to help supergirl and we're back on the planet and supergirl is pissed off um roulette is is basically saying you know you just mailed my club it's your fault i had to build a new business i decided to expand expand the save trade slave trade uh, the one interesting thing that happened in this scene after this little discussion is the buyers mm-hmm. show up who's going to buy this lot of human aliens. And the buyers were the same aliens that we saw in the Supergirl, the whole Arrowverse crossover. Oh, oh my. Oh. Is that so go I over have, your head? No, well, it did, but I also have very short retention of <laughs> memories. So, yep, now that you say that, yep, they were. Yeah, and All I can't right. remember what those aliens are called, but I thought that was particularly interesting. Yes. Um, and, and this has even more significance, which we'll see later on. Yes. So, from there, we flip back to National City Research. We're back at the gates. Um, Alex is about to go on the mission with the team. They're going to go save Supergirl, and she wants Wynn to come with because Wynn Wynn's the guy who's going to operate the portal, and he's freaking out again. And he walks off, and he's like, you, I'm, I'm wor- I can't come with. I'm worthless. And and Hank, is, this is an order. That wasn't a question. Mm-hmm. And Wynn just storms off, and Alex essentially goes and gives him a pep talk. Like, look, you know, you, you got, you're going to be scared. That's fine. That's life. I was scared, crapping my pants when I went out on my first missions. Mm-hmm. And, and Wynn decides to go along. And at this point, the cat climbed onto me, so I have no more notes. <laughs> so we'll have to just continue from Spiros's. So we're back over to the planet, and now Supergirl's giving a pep talk uh, to the people in the in the um, cage with cage. them. Yeah. And Monel is essentially trying to pop her bubble. She's pep talking to the all the people in the cage and saying, "We're going to get out of here. We're going to be fine. You know, it's going to be great." Even though she tells them, I don't have any power here because mm-hmm. of the red sun. And Monel's like, psst, psst, can you, can you come here? And he says, uh, if you're looking for trouble, you'll find it. <laughs> like, you know. So Supergirl and Monel argue. And the, the the crux of the argument is the whole thing that they've been talking about, which is Monel wanting to draw away from the trouble and Supergirl willing to go into it and go find it. Which conflicts with what she was talking about earlier in the episode because she was like, you know, this petty crime stuff or, you know, uh, picking up jewel thieves and whatnot is beneath me is kind of the attitude she was taking. But at the same time, she's telling Monel, you got to go out there and you got to you got to help people. You got to do this thing. But I I think human trafficking is a little bit different than jewels. Too. <laughs> it is. But the, huh. the, the point, the I guess the point I'm trying to make is that... 
if you're going to be a hero... You got to do the small stuff, too. You yeah. can't just do the big stuff that gives you recognition. Exactly. And sometimes the small stuff is the significant and actually more important stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe saving a jewel store's stock isn't, you know, the greatest superhero act in the world because the jewel store has insurance and blah, 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 but what whatever. If they would have gotten away and robbed someone's house and killed someone. Right, then. right. It's a great power, so great responsibility thing. kind mm-hmm. of thing. So when does Spider-Man come out? Uh, I think it's this year. I think so too. I don't know. I'm excited about Me too. Yeah, Homecoming's. I hope uh, it's a good. I think it's going to be a good movie. He because looks like he's going to be funny. I know. I like him. We love Spider-Man. Yes. Anyway, um, this is again this inconsistency, and this is part of the problem that I've been having with this episode with Supergirl because you you don't get to do that. You don't you don't get to say I'm bored, and I don't think that um, you know doing this small stuff is worth is is worth it worth my time as a superhero, but then chide Monel for not um, you know, being a superhero all the time. Anyway, the buyers come, the aliens come, they're gonna take the 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 whole group, and Supergirl just essentially stands there and throws her arms out and she refuses to move. And and they zap her with what essentially are alien cattle prods. Yeah. They pistol whip Monel. Supergirl gets up and they keep zapping her and then Monel and the rest of them st- stop start fighting and this is where that lame 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 line was it was izzy the girl that uh put supergirl on this whole path and she stands there and she says you don't give up so neither will we and it was just like (laughs) that was cheese too far like cheesy cheese it was just it was just stupid. stupid yeah it was just stupid and this whole kind of thing was stupid because all of a sudden, they all just defeat yeah, the aliens, these aliens with and no battle. other aliens come. Yeah, and they're just able to take the 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 couple of aliens that were there and the doctor dude and just put them in the cell mm-hmm. and and walk away. Yeah, it was too easy. Yeah, it was. It was too convenient. It was like, stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was stupid. That was a bad scene all around. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad scene. And now they're they're running out. Through now trying some to get more aliens out. are coming, yeah. chasing them. Where were these aliens before? Right, right, exactly. Like none of them were around. None of it just it didn't make any sense. But anyway, they're trying to get out, and the DEO team is coming through the portal, and uh, Wynn starts freaking out because Alex says, "Okay, you're going to stay here because you're operating the portal. We're going to go get Supergirl." And Wynn's like freaking out and and the best line the best line of the show <laughs> win says i'm not the red shirt he said it over and over he's again. just repeating this over and over it's gonna again. be my new mantra whenever i go someplace <laughs> I'm not the red yeah so uh so he's there freaking out they go they blow their way into the portal uh, or into the the slaver murder house and murder they're castle. yeah, they're blasting all the aliens from one end. Supergirl and the team are coming from the other end, and this is where things get interesting because yes. the guards are there and they're fighting to get away. And and again, this is like just a dumb, inconsistent moment because at what took on the, forever too. Yeah, it took forever. Like, come on. like the people are just standing there while alien guards are like shooting and whatnot, and Supergirl's like, "Come on, come on, let's go!" And they're just sort of like half-heartedly shuffling around. <laughs> all of this is to set up Monel taking a heroic stand. An alien's about to blast towards them. Them, yeah. And he's going to stand up and take this blast. And then one of those aliens from the the crossover, the Arrowverse crossover. And again, I wish you could remember what they're called. I should have looked it up. Didn't but start with an A. I don't remember. A- anyway, yeah, they he stops the guard from shooting Monel, and he says alien words, which we get a subtitle for. This one is not to be harmed. Mm-hmm. And then he bows to Monel yeah. and lets Monel walk away. Mm, so this yeah. is very interesting. Uh, and after that, they they walk out, or walk, not walk out. They you sort know, of. And at this point, mm-hmm. I mean, I know your adrenaline's pumping. You're like, thank God they didn't shoot me. I'm not dead. Blah blah blah. But did not Monel not think for a second? What? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he just bow at me? Yeah. You know, it was even if he can't understand the language of what the guy said, he still bowed at you. So I mean, I think that's think something that prince? has to come later. I don't know, but I mean, Monel's reaction was right, which is okay. 
GTFO, right? Yeah. Like, let's get the hell out. Yeah. Um, but hopefully at some point he's actually going to reflect on that. I mean, obviously it's going to be coming back and it's yes. going to be a story, a major, I think it'll probably be a pretty major story point. Probably. So I'm curious to see what that's going to be. But uh, but they get out and they meet up with the DEO team and, and now they're running from the murder house murder castle murder castle to the portal they've got guards chasing them and and win is uh getting attacked by some alien and he's he's initially getting beat up and then he grabs a rock and he starts like beating the crap out of the alien mm-hmm. and he wins and then he's he's like i'm not the red shirt now he's like exultant like i'm not the red shirt you're the red shirt he's yelling at the alien on the ground and then everybody's running and Manel's like start the car start the car <laughs> Which, which was kind of a funny line because yeah. he, you know, he wants him to to open the the gate, but he's he's just yelling like, "Let's get this thing going!" And all of a sudden, Izzy has been picked up. This again, this girl that was the it's like Izzy, come on, yeah, take yeah. some self defense or something there, sweetie. Right, she she gets picked up by another one of these alien guards, and Supergirl wants to go help. So she does. She starts running towards the alien to help. Right. And Alex has this thing that she was given by Hank earlier on. And, and he said something before they even left. This was way back at the DEO. Mm-hmm. Said something about, I hope this works. It's the only one. So use it wisely or something along those lines. Well, it turns out it's a it's a yellow sun grenade, essentially. Mm-hmm. So... It is essentially some sort of a radioactive bomb. Yes, but Alex was just carrying around without any protection. Yeah, because it's hey. the radiation of the sun. Yeah, you know, that's not radiation, huge or anything. Right. Anyway, she throws the grenade. Boo, yellow sun, Supergirl's recharged and with Supergirl power. And Supergirl is just floating up there for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, come on. It's like we we don't need you know these 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 panning moments of oh like just do the job and get it done. Which I, she finally does. She did. And I found it funny, like, um, the second time she went to do her eyes, and mm-hmm. she kind of, like, jerked at him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, at, like I come at you. <laughs> that made me laugh. That, that was. made me laugh. That was good. I like that as well. And and the alien dude dropped uh, his gun and, and let uh, Izzy go. And they go back. And right before they're about to go through the portal, Joe, the alien that helped them earlier, he says, I help you carbon forms. You take me off this planet forever. And Supergirl's like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's let's go. (laughs) Start the car. So Joe is now on Earth. Yeah. I hope we see more of Joe. I do too, because he was was pretty amusing. Um, So they walk through. The minute they get everybody through the portal, she, Supergirl, blasts the portal controls and destroys it. I thought that was that was stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if like, he was I'd able, confiscate that exactly, thing exactly mm-hmm. and see how it works and see yeah. what you can do with it. Not just blow it up. Yeah. But uh, but they do, and then they're all standing there, and they have like a sort of pat on the back, cheer fest party. That was super lame. It was. This was the part where I was just gonna like no. This was like the end of the GI Joe cartoons in the eighties, oh, right? God. Like this. Yeah. That's what this that's scene felt like. Was. That's how it was, bad it was. Oh. It was, Horrible. It was, yeah, it was really bad. Um, And it's so bad that Joe says, Earth smells funny. Always smell like this? It was just like, was the just, whole thing was just, just ridiculous. Oh, God, when you do that voice, it's like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> like, please don't make Joe stupid like that. Because, uh-huh. no, we don't need that. Oh. So, we cut back to Cat Co. now. And uh, Supergirl Kara is bringing Izzy to her mom. And we've got Snapper. Mm-hmm. And Snapper is at his desk, and Supergirl walks in all like and just throws you know, the stuff on his slams her story eight thousand words on the alien human slave trafficking, uh, you know eyewitness accounts blah 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 blah, and she sort of reads him the riot act. I was like, right, you were wrong. Yeah. I'm always gonna listen to my heart. You suck, and I'm gonna do whatever I want whenever I want. Right. And then she walks away and he sort of smiles and like, way to go, Danvers. Mm-hmm. So he was essentially driving her to kind of do this. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I like Snapper, but I feel like, I don't know. That didn't feel like it really worked the way it was supposed to work for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Because, I mean, you know, people put on a front and he's grumpy all the time, which I totally understand. I get him 100%. But... You know, he was amused that Kara is finally learning how to become a journalist and actually has sources. Whoa! What? <laughs> and he didn't show it, which is good. He was still grumpy in front of her. I, I don't know. I thought it was okay. I Or the other side is 
Sniper could have been like, excuse me, <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, I, not talking to him like that. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think here's part of my problem with it, right? Like, she goes out, she does her investigative thing, mm-hmm. and she finds out that it, that it is a legit story. Yeah. And, and that's all good. And if that's what he wanted from her, that's all good, too. Mm-hmm. But we go from, that's not a story from him, to her slamming a story down... And and during the episode, I legit thought, like, do do these people ever actually do their jobs, exactly. right? Like, Supergirl <laughs> spent zero time writing at work, exactly, or writing that we ever saw. Uh-huh. Um, they she never discusses any of the story developments with him. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, she was in the middle of dealing with you know the slave trafficking and, and trying to save the people and all, but it's like. I guess that's part of what felt incongruous to me. Like it, it just didn't feel like it lined up in a way that it was supposed to line up. But we already have, ex- you know, we have. What am I looking for? We've already not extended. We've already um, our belief. We suspended, <laughs> suspended our disbelief. That is yeah. the word I was looking yeah. for. Suspended and our belief. Here's and we're gonna wrap this up because there's a little bit, you know, all the tie ups in the episode are coming. But I, I do want to ask this, like. For those of you who are listening and watching Supergirl, do you think we're being too critical of this? Yeah, let us know. I'd really like to know because I sometimes feel bad that we're picking it apart like we do. But like you said earlier, I mean, I want it to be better. Mm -hmm. I want to really enjoy it. I was excited to sit down and watch this episode. And even if we hadn't been taking notes and thinking about, okay, we're going to discuss this. I still think this was a terrible episode. Yeah, Yeah, it was just a terrible episode. When they got back, it was like, oh. That party was so bad. I mean, I looked at you and I'm just like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we both had that same reaction. Exactly. So anyway, we're still at CatCo. Uh, and, and, you know, we got Snapper, way to go, Danvers. And then, uh, Wynn storms into Jimmy's office. And let's just get back to this for a moment. Mm-hmm. What does Jimmy do? <laughs> He's supposed to be running the show. He's supposed to be running the show. I said that yeah. as soon as he got it. Yeah. I'm like, what? And he's like running around writing stories about the Guardian and, you Self know. Solving crimes. Yeah. Jewelry hide. Like, I, what does he do at CatCo? No, that is, that is 100% not realistic. Yeah, he does not belong behind that desk. No. They need to find a better replacement Snapper for Snapper can be behind the yeah, desk. Yeah, put Snapper Why behind Snapper the desk. Behind? He should have been in the first place. Yeah, I agree with that. That would have made much more sense. But anyway, we're stuck with that. Either way, Wynn walks in and he's all like jubilant. I'm back. And mm-hmm. I just came from an alien planet. He slams like a little two of rocks down he's like i'm ready to go because of this and jimmy's like rocks and wind's like alien rocks i was just down in outer space the guardian protects earth wind protects the stars agent agent yeah what, what did he say name? i don't know agent shot yeah he protects the stars mm-hmm. that was kind of funny i like that yeah part. That i liked nice it ending. because got his mojo back right right and that's cool and we mm-hmm. like happy wind so i'm cool with that mm-hmm. this this next scene i also liked I liked it a lot. Despite what was used to set it up, uh, we're back at Alex's apartment. Again, don't watch that movie ever. <laughs> and and Maggie knocks on the door and Alex, you know, invites her in. And Alex basically, you know, comes clean and admits, like, I totally freaked out and went crazy. And that was not cool on me. And she kind of gives a story about how she had all this responsibility. And she's never been allowed to be happy. Which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Because whenever they talk about their childhood. It seems like a happy It seems childhood. like they had a happy childhood. They had good parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, she's saying that that she was responsible for her sister and that was sort of the weight of the world on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I don't really get that. I mean, I can understand on the one hand because you had to take this alien girl and sort of help incorporate her into the real world, the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect of things. But on the on the other hand... It's Supergirl. Right? Exactly. Like, she's fine. She can take care of she herself. Can take care she can take herself. care of herself better than you can, technically. Right. So, yeah. So, that's why that whole initial reaction bothered me. But anyway, what I liked about this was she admitted her she was wrong. She apologized to Maggie. And she said, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry. That was wrong of me. I, I want this I to, to work. work. And Maggie's like, how do I know you're not going to freak out like this again? Alex says, I'm not. And this was what I really liked about it. Maggie says, you only get one. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. Yeah. And she better stick to it. She better stick to Alex it. Alex yeah, goes if crazy she freaks again. out again, you know. But here we also find out that Maggie knows that Kara is Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, because Alex was freaking out, you know, and, and and she's giving this whole story, and then she says, and then Supergirl was gone, and blah, blah, and she sort of stops kind of talking um, because she's realizing I'm talking about Supergirl in a way that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, when why Alex says... Why would you says, care about Supergirl? Yeah, because... Because Supergirl is is Kara, is your sister. And and uh, she says, come on, the only person you get that torn up about is Kara. Plus, the glasses don't help. That was awesome. That was perfect. <laughs> that was... Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for saying that. Thank you. Thank you. Then whoever wrote that line, yes. thank you very much. You need to write more. Yes. <laughs> so Alex finishes apologizing. She says, I want to be, be happy with you. And uh, and Maggie says, "Fine, you know, you you only get one." And they hug. And from this point on, it looks like, for now at least, everything's going to be okay between them, which is great because I'm definitely on the Malik ship. Mm-hmm. I and, agree. Yeah, and this is the 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 last bit that I really didn't like, which was now we're at Supergirl's pad, and this just felt awkward and weird, and I did not like all of her giggling and like. I well just no. no I was okay with the giggling no. because remember they they recognize that they have feelings for each other Ugh. earlier on now whether or not we like that that's that that's been written in so I didn't like it but I I still didn't like the scene because of again some of the stuff that we set up from before okay so Monel brings Kara a bottle of club soda because when they were back at the bar and we neglected to mention this she asked for this club soda and Monel pours her something and she drinks it and she spits it out. This isn't club soda. And Monel's like, what is club soda? Uh-huh. So he's a bartender and he doesn't know anything about tending bar, which is kind of amusing. But uh, he brings her the club soda. He admits he was wrong about getting involved. And he says, I want to be a superhero. And and this is the part of the discussion that I didn't like because of everything that came before it, uh-huh. which is that Supergirl says... Uh, you know, are you sure about this? Because once you do this, easy is over. The cape can get pretty heavy. Essentially, like, you got to be a big boy now and you got to take responsibility and blah, 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 blah. You weren't taking responsibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Supergirl, just, you know, like, yeah. two days before, one day before. Yeah, you're whining about having to stop jewel thieves. Like, yeah. that's too much work for you to do or, and it's beneath you. Mm-hmm. Then leave it to the Guardian if it's beneath you. Exactly. But she doesn't want the Guardian out there doing it. It just didn't jive with the story as it was written and with the episode. As its own section of the show... It was. I thought it was a good scene, but because of the way everything else in this episode was written, I didn't care for it. Now, you were talking about how they're kind of giggling because they had the interchange he bought of the club soda. She gave him a copy of Highlights magazine, and that goes back to the scene at National City uh, Clinical Research, whatever it was called, because while they were waiting in the waiting room for the weirdo doctor man... Um, Monel was reading an issue of Highlights, and you know they have the goofus and gallant in there, and he's kind of giggling at it, and he says, "You think I'm more goofus or gallant?" And without even hesitating, she says, "Goofus." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, kind of knocking down and and making him to be the party boy, and he gives she gives him this issue, and he's like, "Why this?" And she said, "Well." You know, I think you're you've become a little bit less goofus and a little bit more gallant. Oh, that was yeah. so sweet. Right. So Monel wants to be a superhero, and she's lecturing him about being a superhero, despite the fact that she was whining about being a superhero earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he says, you know, in this conversation, I want to help you keep the world spinning to prove that I was spared for a reason. And I like that line because yeah, earlier in the episode, nice. you know, when they were in the cage arguing, one of the things that Supergirl said is, you know, I have to believe that we were spared for a reason to, you know, to try to do these good things. And uh, and he wants to, to live up to that. And that was cool. I like that. I still didn't like the scene. I mean, for the main thing that you're talking about, you know, her whining before and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you have to do this. But I still, I just did not. And I mean, watch it for yourself. And it's not even that they were giggling. It just... The chemistry in that part, I just, it didn't, it felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I took it as them tiptoeing on the edge of this idea of a relationship. I and and that kind of boy likes girl, but they're not together. They're still friends and not really acknowledging anything beyond that. Thing. Maybe I'm just too old and <laughs> I've been married too long. I'm just like, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, the very last scene in the episode, which leads me to believe that next week we're going to be finding out what the issue is with Monel. We've got two aliens. Now, it's not clear. In fact, I don't think these were the same aliens from the Arrowverse crossover. No. But these two aliens show up on Slaver's Moon to the murder castle. and yeah, You said it right. They talk to the doctor man and they're looking for Monel. And the slaver says he's on Earth, and then they shoot him, and that's the end of the episode. Yep, he disintegrates. That's how we end. I don't think I don't think we'll find out next episode. I think they'll let it go a couple few episodes before we get more in depth as to why the aliens, um, why one alien does not want Monel hurt, mm-hmm. and why the other aliens perhaps do want to kill him. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. All in all, this was a pretty weak episode. Yes. I'm uh, as a mid-season premiere, I was, I was really disappointed. disappointed. For that. I was I was looking forward to something way more mm-hmm. uh way better. I was going to say way more fun, but this episode had, it had fun, fun in parts. it. Yeah. So so it's not that it needed to be more fun, it just needed to be better and written, more consistent. More consistent, more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So, let us know what you think <laughs> about this episode of Supergirl. And let us know if we're being too critical. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I feel like we might be, but we do it out of love. Yeah. We do it out of love. (laughs) Anyway, you can also head over to purefandom.com to check out all of the other great Pure Fandom podcasts and story recaps and articles and everything else. We will see you again next week where we'll recap Supergirl Season 2, Episode number 10. Bye. Bye.